Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Philam Creative's podcast, Voices. I'm your host, Walter Talents, and this is Arlene De La Pena. We're going to have an awesome guest today for you guys, um, a comedian by the name of J.R. De Guzman. And um, yeah, I love how we are sort of matching Why are you trying outfit. to cop my style? Seriously, guys, <laughs> we did not plan this or anything like that. I right? know, I but, know. I mean, dude, you look like you've been working out. I mean, swole. you know, I try to keep up. <laughs> like what's what's your routine been like recently? Uh, I've been trying to do a lot more cardio, just running a few more miles each day and a lot of lunges. Because, you know, we got that squat challenge coming up. Squat Hot challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh, I started doing Orange Theory Fitness, which is pretty awesome. Mm. And so, yeah, just trying what to change that? up my routine. What is it? Um, it, it? They do cardio and then weightlifting, and it's based off of your own heart rate and... Uh, trying to max your your VO2, and so yeah, Whoa. that's what I do. It's like really sciency there. That that is. Um, I'm all about that science. Yeah. And what have you been doing for your routine? Um, I've just been a stereotype, really, just doing my martial arts program, which is like, I mean, I guess for some people that's like a real like stereotype, just another Asian person, you know, doing martial arts. But you know, I do. I've been doing kali and jujitsu, um, and yeah, like. Kali, just because it's the Filipino martial arts, for those who don't know, it's the Filipino art stick and knife fighting. And um, yeah, I just find it because I try to get my friends to do it and be like, hey, come join, whether it's Kali or come train in jiu-jitsu. And they're like, oh. I have a couple of friends who are like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, think I feel I bad I haven't gone yet. Sorry. Well, no, that's cool. <laughs> like, But I mean, just as a form of like getting in shape and instead of like, if because some people like just lifting weights or running is just... A little too boring for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, hey, try martial arts. It's a, it's still getting an exercise on, and but my friends are a couple of my friends are usually like, ah, oh, I feel like it's a stereotype, like doing martial arts, because like, because you're Asian or because I'm sorry, they're, I should clarify, they're Asian, <laughs> so they they feel like, oh, I feel like if I'm doing martial arts, I'm just being another stereotype, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess, but I mean. Why do you worry about that when other people, you know, like uh, there's people out there who like just don't worry about stereotypes. Like if if you like martial arts, you're learning how to defend yourself. You're learning how to defend people you love. Um, Why worry about stereotypes? Like just because. Do you worry about stereotypes? Um, I sometimes I do. It's just like that um, Chris Rock routine, right? Like, what do I do? I get the fried chicken or the fish, right? Or something like that. So um, I think I used to, uh, at this point in my life, uh, I know, I'm I'm conscious of it, but I don't really like let it run my lives. Because, you know, like if you see, uh, just if you're worried about that, it's like, the thing is, it's like, I, I don't think white folks worry about stereotypes. They just, you know, do it, right? And I think, like, black folks and Hispanic folks, like, we have to be conscious about that. Uh, and Asian folks, we have to be conscious about that. But don't let it consume you, really. Just do what you got to do. Um, and so I think, like, a lot of, you know, like, successful artists, they just do what they love. They do what they got to do. They're just great at it. Uh, but to me, like, martial arts is like, man, you're learning your culture and or you're learning how to defend yourself and protect yourself. Um, I feel like I'm very stereotypical. Filipino army nurse. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that you're at least you're not Navy. Like, I know. I tried to go outside nurse. the box, guys. Yeah, yeah. At least you checked that. You went outside the box on that one. And <laughs> no, I'm saying like, Rodney's for, our Navy guy. Is that, but I'm so saying like it's almost a stereotype that like <laughs> Filipinos are in the Navy. Like that's true. They pretty much run the Navy. If I'm, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Rule, guys, for all you guys thinking of joining the Navy. Make friends with the Filipinos because they will make your life so much easier. <laughs> Just go army. That's all I gotta well, say. Go army. <laughs> I'll stay apolitical on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, speaking of stereotypes and breaking them and just doing what you gotta do, you know, our our guest today is J.R. de Guzman, and he is a guy who's doing just that. He is breaking stereotypes. Uh, he was a musician. He was a music teacher. And he became a stand-up comedian, and he's just just killing it right now. And uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Like, uh, how about you? Yeah, I I'm so stoked. I've been following him from day one, and I saw him on NBC, and uh, you know I've seen all the interviews that he's done, and I've heard nothing but great reviews from other people who also follow uh, Jr. And so I'm so excited. He's I was actually surprised, guys, because uh, when when we um, we said hello this morning mm-hmm. uh, briefly, and he's way taller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm, I'm like five two, almost five two. I'm wearing heels today, but he's pretty tall. And yeah, uh, he's a tall Filipino. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he'd be I'm, a center in the Filipino basketball team. True that. <laughs> true that. Although I do play forward, Filipino league, American league. I'm always, you know, point guard. It's okay though. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to having him out here and uh, just chatting it up with him and and getting to know him a little bit more. Awesome. Well, when we get back. Uh, we'll have Jr. de Guzman here, and uh, he'll be coming out and talking to us. So give us a minute, and here's a word from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by the good folks at Filipino Worker Center. From the heart of historic Filipino town, PwC focuses on providing programs that help meet the immediate needs of workers and their families, while at the same time building their leadership to take collective action for long-lasting change. Hello, and we're back. We are here with uh, comedian, musician, J.R. de Guzman. And so, uh, say hi, Arlene. Hi. Hey. <laughs> he, he's, trying to, he's trying to cut me out. You see these yeah. people? Like, I'm like, damn, son. I, mean, I know we've been like, lifting weights and stuff, hello, but excuse there. me. It's the, <laughs> it's the same purple, whatever. <laughs> I, I know. We, oh, we nice. didn't get the memo. Is that usual? Do you guys collaborate on that usually? Sometimes. It looks good. Well, actually, no, we well, it just sometimes it just happens naturally. Where mm-hmm. I didn't get the memo for the turtleneck though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have enough time actually. We're I, gonna do black turtlenecks with uh ooh, with, with chain. chains. Nice, very cool. Next Go retro time. next time. <laughs> Thanks for popping my collar too. Yeah, no problem. Just man. brought like, my street you, cred up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need help with street cred. Man. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, how you been? Like. Uh, I heard you uh, just flew. You you, you, you were on tour, right? You just came from the back. East Coast, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just came from uh, Massachusetts. I was out there for a few days, and then um, I'm off for two weeks. So spring break. Yeah, spring break. <laughs> and uh, this is like the earliest I've woken up all week. So this, thank you guys. This is good in a good way, really. Because I've just been all wake up at like noon. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll just go back to bed. And then this makes me feel like a professional. There you go. Yeah. Good. <laughs> the life of a star. Right? <laughs> um, so, like, what interesting projects have you been working on lately? Um, yeah, well, so we just taped the Netflix special last go, yeah. month, which was cool. And uh, 
it's good to have Filipino on the board. Boom, got one. <laughs> and then um, what else we've been doing? I like pitching shows and stuff right now. So. Um, you know, super top secret because uh, I haven't finished any of them, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, just that, just writing and doing stand up. Cool. And so, you, how recent are you to moving down to LA? Yeah, so I just moved in January, like oh, full time. Super recent. Yeah. So wow. last year, I had I had come in January, like for pilot season, mm-hmm. uh, with I got this deal with NBC for like stand up for diversity. And then, um, so I moved into my aunt and uncle's house for like a year, just total Filipino thing. And then, uh, but then I just, this was the first time I just decided to like go full in and get an apartment and stuff. Awesome. And uh, what was your, actually for the people who were not in the know, like tell them about that NBC. Um... Sure, yeah, so it, there's a, um, I don't know if anyone watches doing stand up out there and just like oh, taking notes, but uh, yeah, it was, there's this competition called Stand Up NBC, and so they reached out, like, uh, four different regions in the U.S., and um, trying to find, like, new, diverse comedians and stuff. Uh, so basically, anyone who's, like, not a white dude, whatever, um, but <laughs> you guys, there's other opportunities for you. Don't cry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll find something. There's a platform. Um, but then, uh, at the end of the competition, you get, like, a college tour and, like, um, like a holding deal with NBC and they put you into like pilots and stuff like that. Sweet. And yeah. I mean, did you have to send a reel for that or just based on your like, uh, just based on your stand up. So there was, so you do the first round, you do one minute of stand up, which is like, Oh, what's my best one minute of jokes. And then, uh, and then two minutes and then seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. With the finals being at the Hollywood improv. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So here, mm-hmm. so during the competition, how sure were you of like where you stood amongst mm-hmm. uh, other comedians? Right? You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, you guys are guys. No, no. Uh, I, you know, I I had done so many competitions and lost like super hard. So like, I I went in thinking like, um, but I also do music in my act. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard because they're basing me off of different stuff too than regular stand up. And I, so I do a mix of stand up and music. But um, I was used to sort of having a challenge having something different because like I would get to like the finals but then the judges would be like well it's not like fully stand up so I just kind of went in thinking like I'm just gonna be me do what I do and see how that goes oh, and wow. yeah oh so you're saying like it was the music aspect was kind of like harming you to a degree yeah in some ways like weirdly enough like start because starting out there's so many like stand up purists and mm-hmm. stuff we're getting like notes on that part. I was like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just guys. gonna keep moving until it's you mean. guys get it right. <laughs> like, is this um, good? How's this? Talons, that's you. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's get there. Yeah, just Mike just don't move. Yeah, right here. I'm just, just like gonna, supernatural. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm blocked. Or yeah. mean, but, uh... I know you're noggin, dude. <laughs> noggin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there was a lot of stand-up purists when I started out that like don't like anything different than just stand-up. So that was kind of hard, but um, but now that I've gone like sort of I guess past that mm-hmm. arena, it's easier because now it sort of stands out a little bit. Wow. 
I like the music incorporation with with uh, all of your stand up. Thanks. I, I like think you guys. it really it really makes <laughs> a, a big difference. I think, yeah. and it shows like this other side. Like, it shows that you're so much more uh, talented and multifaceted. Sure. Yeah, so, Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. I think it's I like, like a natural. Songs. Okay. Yeah. It's like a natural, like Filipino thing to have like. You're so Filipino. Do so many other <laughs> things. Like Filipinos don't just sing or don't just dance. They like do all of it, you know? I mean, the next so thing you kind know, of you're going to be dancing while you play. Dance music. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just need a right there. It's like Jabbawocky comedy. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, I mean, I heard Talent has some uh, moves. He could be your backup dancer. Ooh, okay. okay. Um, well, that's the thing too. I was, I was wondering, like, I wonder if those judges are just like, yeah, and I'm conspiracy theorist. Sure, like, sure. They're just like hating, just be like, I can't play a mute. I can't play an yeah. instrument. So, but he's funny and plays an instrument. I hate him. Sure. Well, I mean, I don't know what it was, but I mean, like, the the nice thing is, then later you get to. Like the NBC competition, they didn't care about that. They were just like, oh, this is nice. This is good. And so that was pretty cool to be like one of the first big competitions to win. All the other ones, like looking back, it's like, oh, well, you know, I learned something from it. And and um, it made me more prepared for like bigger competitions and stuff. How do you deal with, because uh, you talk about, you know, like uh, not winning certain competitions sure. and whatnot. Like how did, as a comedian, like how do you get past that? Mm, you know, it's as a comedian, there's nothing better than like failure, if that makes any sense. Because you go up every night and you do like multiple sets in a night, and most of them are gonna be, you're gonna have a lot of rough spots in it. But like that's where you learn what to do next, I think. All the best comics get better from like bombing, like having bad sets or having jokes that don't work. So for me, like any competitions that I lost, I knew what I did, you know, I knew what, what I could have gotten better at and then I would get better and better at those things. And actually, I think that's kind of what prepped me to do the Netflix like special, like the thing that I submitted, I kind of knew what they were looking for by that point a little bit. Because I feel like as as an actor or knowing a lot of actors, mm -hmm. um, I feel like actors are much more self-critical. And oh, all sure. my friends who are comedians, uh -huh. and they're, just, they're so funny, oh, that's you know? Good. And I feel like they just get over things like <laughs> yeah. way faster and sure. uh, they kind of roll with the punches and they're like, ah, whatever, screw it, let's just go. You know, and they, they keep, um, they, they, they look at their craft a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you, uh, I guess, like noticed that, or what's your experience with that? Yeah, that's funny. Like the, I heard someone's the difference between like actors, musicians, and comics, and someone talking about that. Where like, uh, they're saying that like musicians like love themselves too much, <laughs> and then like we got a few musicians out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then like comics like hate themselves too much, like but it's but it comes off cool and whatever. And then actors are like right in the perfect like middle of of negative self-talk so it's like <laughs> it's kind of good but I feel like an actor probably made that, made that yeah that's probably because right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard it, I was a little like alright yeah. like, <laughs> they're just like yeah you hate yourself bro I was like okay because <laughs> uh, I yeah. would think uh, I mean I see what you're saying like I think it's just probably because the comedians you know you have comedy and I think it's, I feel like it's a resiliency tool, uh, tool like oh it's t totally true yeah yeah so I would think that um, they don't, you guys don't, you know, comedians don't beat themselves up. Well, they do, but yeah. they're able to bounce back and you, you don't I think, dwell I mean, on it's it. weird. Some comics are some of the most, like, like they'll have 
be so dark and like bring themselves <laughs> down all the time, all these things. But I will say they're the most resilient people because they just keep going. It's yeah. like you go and you lose like a boxing match, but then you keep going or whatever. Not to Pacquiao, we love you, man. You're doing it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. But it's like the thing where I think to be a comic, one of the biggest strengths is just getting back up, doing it again kind of thing. So from yeah. a from your childhood, mm -hmm. were you always just this funny kid, always kind of? Oh, I thought you were gonna go super deep. Like <laughs> your childhood, what what issues did you have? And, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. What we're gonna bring that up. Yeah. Well, what did you cry about? <laughs> what do you, yeah. Can you actually cry on command right now? Well, um, but uh, uh, you know, like I was always like funny with my friends, but I wasn't like like the class clown. You know, I was I was a shy Filipino kid in my like all all white class, you know? Mm. So it was like... And you grew up in Sacramento? Is yeah, in Sacramento. I was born in the Philippines and then um, lived here for like, until I was like five and then kindergarten from on in Sacramento. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I think it was more, I was like more funny than my friends. And then that's sort of what I brought onto stage when I started doing stand up was like making them feel like they're my close group of friends sort of thing. And then, uh, yeah, so that's sort oh, of it. That's a, I like that. Uh, I see your strategy there. So you, yeah. you see the audience as your friends and you continue that sure. just banter with them. Oh, yeah, that's a good. I never really thought about that because like, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like for some, you know, people are saying like comedians aren't necessarily like the funny guy in the group, right? Like yeah. sometimes they're just a very serious or thing sure. people because they're so in their heads. My girlfriend, we met, I was doing a show at her church. So um, if there's any Filipino grandmas watching, they'll be excited about that. <laughs> like, oh, he goes to church. Um, but uh, we met at her church and she got off, or I got off stage. And the reason she wanted to talk to me was because she was like hoping to hear more jokes and mm -hmm. stuff. She was like, yeah, but then you asked about like my five-year plan. I was like, just really serious <laughs> off stage. So I think like a lot of comics are just, I don't know, like it's not what you think all the time off stage, but but then around each other, they just they're just roasting each other like yeah. nonstop too. So, so, um, so you were asking her about five year like why did you, why were you asking her? Oh about yeah, you know plan? I was at a, I don't know like like what's your five year plan? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good that's, question. That's your pickup oh, line. Like, hey, that's my go -to. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, girl, what's up? You yeah, like this girl's cute? What's your five? That's how they plan? holler in Sacramento. Because I was broke, I was just looking for stability. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a nurse? Yeah. <laughs> So like 401k or no, like, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, I don't know. It was just like, as a, I think I was so driven at that point, like where I wasn't like, I wasn't like killing it in stand up. I was like living in sack and just, you know, I was living at my parents' house even, but, uh, which was like, you know, not bad if you're doing it. It's, it's a good, it's a good choice. But, um, I think I was just so driven to get to like where I wanted to go in stand up that that's just what I was so curious about other people. Like, are you driven? Are you like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> So you literally, <laughs> so almost like, literally like went up to her and be like, can you hang with me, girl? Like, what's your I see myself with NBC. Are you bad? That's going to happen. You're there, girl? Let me, show you my, let me show you my dream board real quick. Yeah. Like, so it's so like, funny. You carry that with you? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh. you don't? <laughs> so oh, when man. she answered you, yeah. were yeah. you blown away and just... Of they, what her plan was? Yeah, what was her answer? Man, she was killing it super hard. When I met her, she was like, um, she's a music therapist, and she was like working at a hospital and all this stuff. So like, oh, cool. she was she was making like she was making bank, and I was just like, sugar mama. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Okay, um, 
I guess I'll give you my number. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good five-year plan. Like, <laughs> but um, no, she had a good plan. Yeah, she was ambitious and stuff, so That's now we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, comedy will get you girls, so. Uh... <laughs> Just have your five-year plan ready. So That's funny. the key. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is like a breakdown now of my game. You guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> this style is very weird. Yeah. Interesting style. On uh, next episode of Voices, uh, pickup artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to teach y'all. Stop asking about their five-year plans. Yeah. So many Filipinos going out there just, Just yeah. becomes like a chain of things. <laughs> all started with J.R. de Guzman talking about. Five so year with your parents, mm-hmm. are are they in comedy? Like, did they understand? Like, oh my gosh! When you really wanted are they to do in this? comedy? Were no, they? <laughs> uh, no. They're they're. My mom's a dentist, and my dad is the office manager there. Oh, cool! And both my brothers are dentists, and their like wives are dentists too. So it's like I'm the only one. Dang! That didn't you do just it. Went rogue. Oh yeah, super. <laughs> hard. I would I would work there. Like I would go on the road. So 2014, 15 is like when I went like full time, and I would go on the road and come back and like still not have that much money. So then I would like, I would also work at the office in the weekdays, just like picking up phones and stuff like that. But- um, Were they pretty supportive? They were, man. Were or were they, they just like, what are you talking about? They were supportive <laughs> to the sense of like, they they weren't like, don't do it, like go do it. But um, they definitely wanted me to be a dentist. Like every day they would, it would come in a conversation somehow. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, what are we doing for lunch? It's like, I don't know. Like, uh, when are you gonna go to dental school? <laughs> but uh, but they started being cool once. Like the first, I did this Comedy Central show, and um, once I did that, they came to the taping and they're like, okay, like I, we get it, kind of thing. But before that, they just thought like I was crazy, sort of thing. I mean, yeah, you get to that level of oh, he's actually on TV, like yeah. Um. <laughs> and it was I did the show with Kevin Hart, and they're like we've seen him before like kind of thing so <laughs> it, it worked out where that was the first thing I did and not some like it's, I don't know crazy I, my friend just did this show she did uh, was it Live at the Apollo mm-hmm. and they, they're bringing it back and they do something there where sometimes they like you know they like they boo you off super hard yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's just a big part of it people like love it they get excited and uh, so that happened to her and um, no. like, oh, that's terrible. But that's like her first like big credit. I'm like, oh shoot, like that's crazy. But uh, but I mean, I, that's that's why it's so weird. It's just like sometimes it's just luck. The first thing that you do, what you get on, and that one was good. So um, yeah, tell us about this. Uh, so you you've you've met you've done uh, with Kevin Hart. Like, mm-hmm. what was that like? I mean, just even preparing for that and um, yeah, doing that. Is it was it a tour? Or was it they, was uh, it was just one. So it was called um, Kevin Hart presents Heart of the City, mm-hmm. and they basically pick like new faces, up and coming comics from different cities in in the U.S. And I don't know. I think they found me through YouTube or something. So there was really no preparation because a month before so they reached out to you. They reached out to me. Wow. I didn't have like a, I did have a manager, but uh, he was living in Las Vegas, and it wasn't. It was like more of just a stand up manager, not really okay. like TV stuff. And uh, I got an email. It was like, hey, you want to do a TV show? Like, super vague. I was like, all right, this this is a porno. <laughs> like, There's no way this is real. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I don't hear anything for like a month. And then the Friday before the taping, they were like, okay, cool. It's this like Kevin Hart show on Comedy Central and send us like nine minutes or something. And it was like so sudden. So the prep between 
knowing what it was and doing it was really quick, which I've, I've heard for some people is the case for stand-up, like doing like some late-night spots mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, yeah, so it was really no prep at all, which is probably better for me because then I just went up, did my set, and that was it. Nice. Actually, it was it was, a, it was in a super uh, like black room in SAC, like this bar called Touch of Class, and it was the crowd was so good because I think they like seeing something different. You know, I was like the one Filipino person on the mm-hmm. show, and uh, it was like the first standing ovation I've ever gotten. Just like oh, yeah, wow. and my parents were there, so I was like, oh yeah, I never have to be a dentist. And I was like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, so it's cool. Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, that's great. That I mean, that you were called and you were ready. Like you had. You yeah. were prepared for that moment. Sure, yeah. Well, th- at that time, and even now, like I was just kind of doing stand-up every night, just going up, doing like multiple sets in the night. So I knew kind of like what I was going to do. Like what worked and what didn't work? Yeah, exactly. And how many years have you been doing stand-up? been doing it seven years now. Oh, mm-hmm. very good. What was yeah. the first club you performed in? Oh, you man, the first club. You guys familiar with SF, like San Francisco? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Cobb's Comedy Club? Yeah, yeah. In there? Yeah, that was the first club I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I grew up in San Francisco, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So nice. Um, Daily City? <laughs> no, actually, in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't that Filipino. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. It's too <laughs> foggy on that side. Yeah. It's all good. When I got rid of my Philippine passport, they kicked me out of Daily City. Like t- they have like a Tinikling <laughs> test when you go yeah. in, like, wow, oh, you failed the Tinikling. <laughs> you failed. Um, oh, cool. And, yeah, you grew up in SF. Yeah, and I actually took a, uh, you, know, you know Bindlestiff Studios mm-hmm. in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, wait, what, what do they do again? I just was just talking to someone about that. Um, they did a lot of art stuff. They, yeah. I mean, they had spoken words. They had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so shout out to Bindlestiff Studios. Yeah. Um, but they did a stand-up comedy class, and I took one there before. And then Sweet. Oh, yeah? Perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, awesome. Let me hear a joke. <laughs> Damn, put me on the spot. Yeah. No, you know what? The, the worst one I've gotten was uh, I was on a plane ride. It was like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and then the guys asked, "Oh, why are you traveling?" I was like, "Why, why are you so awake?" But like, uh, I told them I was doing a bunch of stand-up shows. He's like, "Oh, cool, man! Like, can I hear some jokes?" It's like, dude, it's five in the morning. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> are you sure you even want to hear a joke right now? But uh, yeah, I didn't do it. I was just been, like, you should be in your, your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yo, hideous, bro. <laughs> but uh, that's the real joke. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, so you did. Have you done some stand-up? Uh, no, it was just that. And I mean, yeah. it's tough. I, I, sure. I'm not gonna lie. Just I mean, even just joke writing is yeah. tough. Um, and I mad respect to you guys who do it as a living. Yeah, you know, I feel but like, like it's everyone bold, has dude. their grind, though. You know, I think about like stand-up is hard, but same time, it's just like just doing it every day. Cause I think what was uh, my friend is like mechanical engineering or something. I just told him, I was like, dude, I couldn't do that every day. Like, that's crazy. But um, yeah, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, yeah. Well, speaking of things every day, we're going to have, uh, we're going to take a little break and have a little word from our sponsors to help uh, shout out for the things they do every day. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bond, but here it is. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm glad I saw it. It was pretty funny. Finish everything work. It was really like nostalgic. Awesome fight scene. <laughs> to do it the X Men style. The whole flow of the movie was just really awesome. Yeah! 
Join the cast and crew of Lumpia. 15th anniversary screening of the ultimate homemade movie. Friday, June 15th, 9 p.m. Regency Theaters, Valley 6 Plaza, North Hollywood. Tickets now available at bit.ly lumpia 15 la That's HTTP colon backslash backslash B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Lumpia 15 LA. And we're back. We are here with comedian, musician, and future dentist. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. J.R. DeGuzman. <laughs> future, dance, future dancer. We figured that out today. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Dentist dancer? Mm-hmm. Oh, That's why I do comedy. Reverse, guys. That's why I do comedy, baby. <laughs> just innovating. <laughs> innovating that world. But. Right? Um, speaking of innovating, like, you are now in this category of, like, up-and-coming Filipino-American comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that feel being, like, in that category now? Yeah, I'm so stoked. It's cool. Because, like, you, growing up, you would never see Filipino anything on TV or on anything. So, like, I kind of, like, made it sort of one of my goals at a certain point. Like, I didn't get into it thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to pioneer some stuff. But I just definitely wanted to, it's cool to be able to be someone that, like, other Filipino comics, like, who are starting out, will come out and be like, oh, yeah, I saw you do this, and, I've, you know, how do I do this? It's just cool to sort of lead an example in some way, like I had, because like, you know, like Rex Navaretti, mm-hmm. legendary sure. SBC packagers, yeah. uh, um, like who I, who's, we're cool and stuff, like we'll message and stuff. And like, he helped me out a little bit in the beginning, um, like with advice and then other guys too. Uh, Joey Gila is amazing, if you guys have seen him, mm-hmm. and like Ron Jossel. But uh, yeah, it feels good. Like I think it'll be, I'm hoping that'll open up the doors for more like Filipino comics. And you know, like get them excited to go out and do stand up. Just seeing that a Filipino person can do it as an option and not have to be a dentist or a doctor. <laughs> I mean, do it if you're doing it. It's great. But like, but yeah, but I think if you don't see it, you kind of don't realize that it's a path sometimes. Now, um, being like even as a, like how do you feel like there's a different uh, competition or a different, uh, not like race, like competition mm-hmm. race, like, within even Asian American like comedians like like is it competitive yeah amongst each other um or do you feel more supportive man no, I'm we're all friends like all the Asian comics and stuff and it's uh like I mean yeah I'm the best one but <laughs> like is it competitive no there's no competition it's no, easy yeah <laughs> maybe if they were better uh, <laughs> no I'm just kidding calling you out suckers <laughs> no no uh no everyone's really cool like actually I just had two um like lunches with asian other asian comics this week we got like ramen and stuff and uh i don't know why th- that wasn't important the ramen <laughs> <laughs> like sounds like i'm being racist now ramen, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, we yes. only eat ramen <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes we eat other food other than <laughs> filipino food yeah <laughs> when i'm with my asian friends we just have asian food white friends burgers um <laughs> just how we yeah stay in your lane trad <laughs> yeah. but uh no we um yeah we're all cool like we're always trying to help each other out and stuff like that and like but I think, I don't know if back in the day it was more competitive, because like, I, I mean, I don't know what it was like, but I just feel like now that there's, I mean, even just the diversity word is hot, you know, like, mm-hmm. not that, and for whatever reason, like, there's good things and bad things about it, but like, 
Um, but for us, it's good. And so we, I think we're all sort of like wanting to make more stuff and we're excited about finding other artists in it. Whereas back in the day, it wasn't really recognized as a thing. Yeah. Like you knew it was hard, but the rest of like other artists or industry didn't recognize it as much. So now it's sort of like, hey, let's all do this. Like this is our chance, this is our opportunity. And I don't think we can do it as just like soloists, just like by yourself. Yeah. You have to have a team like in this rooms, three yeah. very talented people, you know, not just here, but like, but <laughs> you know, but so much is, is you like you guys behind the scenes doing stuff like that's what is getting us going and stuff. So it definitely feels like there's this buzz and this uh, almost like this like uh, electricity of this platform is really we have a great opportunity yeah. right now to uh, get more out there, create more content mm-hmm. and uh, it's being recognized. So sure. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. Oh, it's great. It's exciting. There's a lot of big things happening. Crazy Rich Asians coming yeah. out. That's like, yeah, that'd be cool. Well, yeah. And then Michael Galamko's uh, Netflix show. He's going to yes. be doing it with oh, uh, what is that? Randall Park and Ali Wong. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be great when it comes yeah, out. Yeah. So who cast that? No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, guys. Cool, cool. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Shout that's out awesome. to Michael Galamko, who is a Philadelphia <laughs> supporter also. That's great. Um, so yeah, when you guys write uh, sto- uh, stand up, because um, I'm assuming you, you write your jokes and you kind of prepare them sure. kind of like off the cuff, right? Mm-hmm. How often does like your Filipino uh, upbringing or culture come into play and how much do you, I mean, do you make a conscious decision that's like, oh, it's going to be kind of Filipino oriented or it's going to be my like American upbringing? Kind yeah, of sure. That was, that's a, interesting. Like, um, I think it's any other like Filipino creative person, whether you're writing for like film or like stand up or mm-hmm. music, I think it's a similar thing where you can't help but talk about it because it's a part of you. But then, um, but I do have to consciously keep a balance of like knowing who my audience is too. For sure. And uh, I think as I've aged in the, like, or like done it for longer or whatever, just seven years or whatever, but um, I'm starting to actually do more crowds that are Asian like based, like like uh, Asian AF, heard of that show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I hear, yeah, it was like one of the first like young hip Asian crowds that I've done. And then, you know, the next day I'll do like a casino and it's mostly like, yeah, like old white people. And, uh, or all are, of our aunties and uncles are there. Yeah, no, not, yeah, even, yeah. not even, I wish. Well, because it could also be an Asian crowd. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is, is most Asian shows that you'll do, right? Like you do like a heritage thing. It's it's like older Asian people. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes they'll be like, I, I don't get it. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like to, you know, younger and stuff. But um, I will say you sort of figure out your audience and sort of write towards that. And then like, I think I'm just sort of now figuring out like a perfect balance between talking about my culture and also, but not making it so specific that if you're not Filipino, you don't get it, you know, kind of thing. Oh, cool. Um, and then when you, uh, have you ever thought of like performing in the Philippines? I have, I've, I performed out there um, in 2014. Oh, I okay. did. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> the last time I went, they were like, "Oh, do you want to do some shows?" And I was like, "I'm on vacation." Eh? Like, so <laughs> I took a month off and just went to the beach. So but, you have yet to get someone from the Philippines to like, you know, sponsor. You'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> the plane ticket." Yeah. <laughs> are, are the jokes from like in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Do they make sense out there versus you, like? You mean like if I do set out there and over right, here? Right, right. 
Yeah, I, there's a trans. I mean, it is different culturally, but like, there's a big English comedy scene out there. Actually, um, who's there's a few guys. GB Labrador. He's a I've, yeah. You heard of him? Yeah. He's a, like big comic out there, and then um, they're actually trying to like make a big boost for stand up. And there was a competition even for mm-hmm. like stand up comedians on on TFC, but it, but it was in Tagalog. So. Do you still speak Tagalog? Uh, konti konti lang, oh, you know? okay. <laughs> I'm like, and then after that, it's all English. I'm yeah. like, konti konti lang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like my Spanish. Yeah. 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 Un poco, and then, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, so, okay, so one of the best and worst things that ever happened was I was like, what, like three years in, 2014, and I was doing stand up at a Filipino bar in Manila in like, mm-hmm. Specifically, the Fort Fort Bonifacio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Do Filipinos like from America love it out there? Yeah. Um, but I was doing something. They saw me like, oh, this is great. Like it went really well. I was like, can you uh, headline our Valentine's Day show? Like, yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I needed some money too. So <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and then uh, I did it. They had the opener guy. The opener was was like an amazing headliner out there. And he did his set purely in Tagalog and crushed it oh, in Tagalog crap. for like 40 minutes. I was like, can you have him just do like 10? He's like, <laughs> he's like, nah, no, we really like him. So I was like, okay. Whoa. Yeah, so, so he did like 40 minutes. And then I think I bombed for like 20 minutes oh in English, gosh. you know, like, so uh, I think they were just like, like, I don't know why we have to listen. Like they call it, you know, nosebleed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were just like really annoyed that like they got to hear this amazing, great comedy in Tagalog. And then I did like it for like 20 minutes. Then they were like, hey, can you, I had a new respect for like the Filipino comedy scene, doing it in Tagalog and stuff. And it's the fact that they put you in later in the lineup uh, too. They well, the fact that like he should he should have gone last for sure. No, yeah. I mean, not, not, I'm not like a proud or whatever, you know. <laughs> but uh, another Asian comic, who was it? Oh, it Might have been like Ron Jostle or someone was telling me they did the same thing to him. Like they just specifically put this guy up before the like American guys come. Dang. Out. It was like, dirty, man. It's dirty. Like, they did me dirty for sure. It's like, they're like, on, yeah, these American Filipinos are not as funny as you yeah. think. <laughs> they set it up like in the yeah. But but uh, for cool. all you know, he was just and saying in Tagalog, just keep laughing. Keep just laughing. Keep laughing. <laughs> yeah. When he goes on pure silence. Tawana lang, tawana lang. <laughs> but, it's like instructions in 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now I got I have a lot of love though for the Filipino comedy scene. Like they're they're really cool, yeah. like super chill and they're really supportive of each other. Like they're right now they're trying to build it and um and like sticking together. And like but and I don't know, not to be like sappy or whatever, but I think we kind of need that in the scene here for like Filipino comics or all that stuff is just, you know, we're all working on different projects, but like, it would be nice to have something like this where mm-hmm. like film creatives, where we're just getting together and networking and trying to figure out like, yo, what can we do to get to the next step together? Cause, um, cause I think that's really how those scenes have built. Like, uh, yeah. in Malaysia, they have a comedy scene. And uh, I think three of the guys just got Netflix specials too. And it's in like, you know, they're Malaysians and stuff, but um, which would have never been possible if they didn't like build it from day one. I think they've, they're seen as probably like 10 years old. Is that your future goal? Speaking of five-year plan. Sure. Yeah, five-year plan. When you're hitting on me? Yeah. (laughs) I recognize this game. (laughs) When you're right, is that like... And I'm not saying you're there. Sure. I'm not saying you're not there. Yeah, totally. But is that your goal in the future? That like when you do stand up, when you do shows, it's like you just killing it in like all continents. That's uh, that's that's definitely a goal of mine. Yeah, like I want to. 
you know, talking about five-year plan, my dream board, because they're, I definitely want to do like <laughs> bigger crowds, but like do an international thing. Like that, that's the dream for me. And um, the Netflix thing is a great step in there because they are like, they have like international crowds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But music, you know, you can do whatever. They don't even have to understand what they're listening to. Mm. And now you have like fans in Brazil, you know? Yeah. So I think stand up is getting there closer because of like streaming platforms and online media. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to do that. And, um, but it's possible. Like I did stand up in Asia and then I did like Paris and Amsterdam for like a little bit. And um, I sort of figured out like everyone laughs at the same things as far as like, I don't know, talking about your culture or like relationships and all that stuff. It's just when you get specific about like, yo, you ever at Walmart? And they're like, no, never. <laughs> I'm never at Walmart. <laughs> like that's that's the only times it gets, you know, specific or whatever. So like luckily I don't really do like specific references anyways. So hopefully one day I'll be cracking some jokes at Carnival or something. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, how much does do you want music to play into your your stand up? Do you want to continue doing that? Do you do you feel like you want to change it up? Like, what's what's your game plan? I don't know. That? I have no idea. I, I love use, the music. You like it? <laughs> oh, do. thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I'll keep it. Okay, perfect. Just for you. <laughs> just for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like right now, I'm working on an EP, just just music. Oh, cool. oh wow. And so I think I'm like interested in doing whatever feels right at that time, like. Because I've never been someone who's like, I just want to do stand-up all the time. Like, I've always done some music or, like, acting stuff and um, kind of want to keep oops, expanding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Secret coffee. But uh, And we have more of our sponsors down here, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kind of want to, like, diversify. Like, I'd love to be, like, a Filipino childish Gambino. Oh. <laughs> that's hard man because he's childish Gambino there's only one yeah. I mean there's another part of your five year plan right there man right yeah do you feel a difference childish now living in LA Filipino what sorry yeah. I, just, I, just, <laughs> I had to let it out you can't hold that in man otherwise I'd be in the car childish Filipino yeah. oh. you're just shouting feels, it out that feels better <laughs> like what nothing man yeah but uh, were you, sorry were you asking oh, yeah. do you feel a difference now that you're here in LA where sure because um, I feel like there's so much opportunity here in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry mm-hmm. um I, I guess yeah i feel the difference in that like you you'll meet more people who are serious about stuff whereas like when i was in sacramento you know i love the sax scene is great too music and comedy but more often you'll run into someone who's like yo man let's do this together and let's make this video we'll do all these web series and you'll plot out the entire career where it goes for 10 years and you'll never hear from them again wow. he's like yeah no i'm just busy i'm accounting so <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Whereas here, it's like people, that's what they do. And that's right. every day. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like, there's just these, there's people who who like to talk about the thought of it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to executing, right? Yeah, uh, totally. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, for you, how do you, um, how do you make sure that doesn't happen? Like, um, like what you mean for myself? If yeah, I have like yeah. an idea, uh, man, I just have to like, I write it out every day. I'm one of those guys. Like mm. I'll, every day, I'll write out like what my goals are, and then so it, I'll know because every day I'll see it and I'm like, no, nah, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> like I haven't done shit. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just kind of like remind myself every day, and then I don't know. It's like just setting deadlines and stuff. Yeah. Also, I have like managers now who will tell me that I'm not doing something. Like I'm supposed to 
submit something to them like at the end of this week. And um, I think about it every day, like how they're going to be so mad if I don't. So like, <laughs> so that like helps. You Accountability. Found, you found someone to replace your parents, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of dental school, it's like, submit this pilot. I'm like, no, mom. You haven't done shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that's the perfect example. It's like have your managers or someone that makes you feel the way your mom does if you don't go to dental school. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. So much pressure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's easy. It's also like easy in LA to feel lazy if you're not doing it because all your friends are like killing it. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll like I'll just open up my Instagram and it's like everyone's living their best lives. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> Instagram makes you feel bad. So you're like, all right, I gotta write something. Yeah, that's why I just. Like always hang out in like nice sports cars, like and be like, yeah, I'm killing it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people's Instagrams where I'm just like, I saw you the other day. Your life is not this. Like, <laughs> For real. But uh, for real, guys. We, we all know. We all, yeah. we all have that. We one all do friend. it. We all do it too, to some extent. We all wish we had that IG life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, my IG is like is uh, imitating art. <laughs> what is it like? What? Yeah. So, so yeah. Walter Talents, he he has uh-huh. this amazing, um, yeah, sketch of it was given to him as a gift. What um, is this? And it's Spider Man, but with his head on it. Oh, that's and awesome! So, uh, last week we like. Um, we had just like done a project together and he was like, yeah, let's like, let's just drink at my place. And I was like, all right, yeah. cool. So we go over there and I walk in and I've been to his place before and uh-huh. I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, why have I not ever noticed this thing? And it's like Spider-Man <laughs> like perched up like on the edge of like a building mm-hmm. and he has this stool that's like right next to it. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, gotta, like, I have to yeah. take this. And yeah. dude, I totally nailed it. Oh, I'll show awesome. you the picture. Is no. it you in like a Spider-Man suit too? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's, it's like a drawing with, with the, without the face mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So I swear to Rodney, I you better not be <laughs> posting an overlay of this. It's like right here. It's right here on the. It's already on do it. Yeah. Put it down. Like, he's like, he's like, it's like as see. we're talking, it's we like we should just the rest of this just bring up embarrassing moments <laughs> in your life, and then we'll have like a, yeah, a just, cut to it every like, time. Remember in third grade when you peed your pants? We have a picture. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. We have that. It's yeah. like it just just delved into like my hell. See, that's my IG. My yeah. IG's like the most random things I'm yeah, doing yeah. with my friends and projects and stuff. So it's fun. It's good. Do you are you guys both acting and stuff too out mm-hmm. here? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I, I'm always curious of like, because you know stand-ups on their Instagrams is like shows or like hey, is a joke thing or whatever. Like on an actor's Instagram, what do you got to put on like? Uh, different projects. Okay, that's different, cool. Um, or just uh, I, I do a lot more on production side now. And yeah, so yeah. More producing, which is pretty that's fun. Dope. But yeah, a lot of it. Like I have two separate accounts actually. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. guys. I have Ooh, a personal account. Made and it. Then, um, <laughs> Hashtag made it. <laughs> I have yeah. one purely for entertainment, where it just yeah. showcases like the different mm-hmm. um, things that we've done, and um, especially with like prosthetic makeup. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's cool. What else? Yeah, I, I feel like there's like so many different types of projects that I'm doing right now, yeah. and uh, and so I just try to showcase all of that, and because it's a grind, totally. You know, I mean, like it's not all like sunshine and flowers. You gotta, you know, I try to post the the legit drunk, <laughs> the real drunk, side, drunk nights of trying to be uh, Arlene Spider Man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. You want people yeah. to see the real you too? Yeah. There you go. yeah. I, I wish I had something as cool as that like I only have one IG and it's really random but um but I do camera work and edit also mm-hmm. um 
but honestly, my, my IG is mostly food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good places to real. eat in LA. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Well, I feel like the social media thing has been become such a big part of like entertainment too, mm-hmm. you know? Like some people, that's the only thing they do. So I'm always like curious about like, well, what do you do? How seriously do you take your social media and all these things? And I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting world. But actually, I, I do notice that so for Filipinos, like bringing back to like to our our culture, mm-hmm. like um, they follow pretty hard though. Like there's there's good support in social media. Like mm-hmm. like Joe Coy blew up, I think, from his Netflix special, mm-hmm. and like that's like selling tickets now because of the Filipinos all over, like in Hawaii and the Philippines and stuff. So I think it is it is good. Do you hashtag like? Pinoy Pride and everything. <laughs> like, it's just like food. Yo, I'm at McDonald's. Pinoy Pride. Pinoy Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we'll start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I do. I mean, I personally do like sexy fact. Sexy? What's that? Uh, Filipino. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Fact. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds dirtier than sexy it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Phil M and stuff like that. I yeah. Think. Usually my random one is hashtag Arlene Adventures. Oh, that's and cool. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do that on both of my Instagram accounts if I'm for sure about and traveling. And yeah, that's cool. That's that, cool because it's natural. Like, I feel like when it, my friends know when I'm like trying to get more Filipino followers in something, <laughs> like if I put like Filipino pride and it has nothing to do with it, they're like, bro, just just relax. <laughs> Pinoy pride. Yeah, Pinoy pride on every single post. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no Pinoy and there's no pride in this post. Like, <laughs> what is this? Cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, now I feel like I'm going to check out like what, uh, who, what other Arlene's are doing. Cause there's like, there's probably other yeah, Arlene sure. adventures out there. So I'm like, it, it's possible, you know, cause my name is uniquely spelled because, mm-hmm. you know, Filipino parents have to be unique when yeah, they yeah. name their children. Or they just can so. spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and so I have no E's in my name. It's A R L Y N. Uh-huh. Oh, cool! So yeah. When I first came to the states, I was mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, deemed Arlen by okay. the yeah. people at my school. Texas, uh-huh. it's Arlen. <laughs> yeah. Arlen, Texas. <laughs> but it yeah. is Arlene, like the Y in Spanish. And, okay, um, yeah. But yeah, there. It's interesting because like when I was trying to figure out uh, what to do for my second Instagram, just purely for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked up, you know, the different Arlene's out there and there's some like random chicks out there, dude. Doing some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our and then I had, to, I had to put all my stuff on private because I had somebody who was using my photo to no catfish way. other people. Dude, that's... And it's not even yeah. a good photo, dude. I was like, really? damn! <laughs> that's, that must be Skills. flattering though, too, at the same time. Like, well, thank you. you know? <laughs> but yeah, but also creepy. So I can get bit, that. <laughs> I mean, it, you, it might happen to you sometimes. Soon. One day, yeah. The bigger you get, the more... I don't know what they'd be catfishing. Because like, so like my look, <laughs> what do I get? I usually get a lot of like, I kill it in the older gay scene. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So if you're trying to catfish like older gay men, like, there you go. Use my photo. There you go. It's like me and Walter Talon's doing it. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, yeah, let's try it. Hey, what are you wearing? No, but that's crazy, man. So like, how did you find out that they were doing that? They hunted me down through other, like LinkedIn and like Mm -hmm. other other places and Whoa. then at first I was like oh my god this is so creepy and yeah because somebody actually screenshotted the uh, like the fake profile, profile mm-hmm. and it didn't even make sense like one picture <laughs> says I'm like 18 and I have I have this 16 year old daughter I'm a widow and she like lives in London Whoa, that's and so then specific. the other picture says like I'm 24 I and I'm I just like <laughs> yeah I know this Arlene <laughs> like I, I kind of yeah. got paranoid for a little bit yeah. uh, and so like I contacted paranoid, like do I really have a 16 year old daughter the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true I was like damn it happened i didn't even well, know i guess that is creepy that they're able to like 
find this. So they just had the picture, but th- they, they might be able to find. They one picture, but I think it was from my LinkedIn. Yeah. And so uh, it was it was just a little bit different. Jeez. But, but yeah, then I talked to one of my girlfriends Technology. who she's, yeah. you know, been yeah. like on the cover of Maxim and uh-huh. like total like, like she she's beautiful. Sure. And I've asked her, you know, how did you handle it? And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you just tell them, no, that's not you and block. <laughs> no, and like, block. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't, you can't do anything if yeah. someone's cyber stalking sure. you. Unless like they make an immediate threat and you can track them down. But, yeah. So yeah, oh, gosh. it's an interesting thing. Maybe sure. one day I'll be public, but I don't know. Yeah, you're like you're now. You're afraid. Well, Nancy, you learned something preparing you for. Uh, yeah, it's hey, part of your five-year plan. If you have issues, just just let me know. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me know. <laughs> yeah. People start catfishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure yours is like. I mean, being a like a woman on Instagram is probably like way scarier than just being like a young Filipino dude on Instagram. But but yeah, I did have. I didn't have like. I had a few things happen where. Um, people reached out about stuff like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, but it was ne- it's weird because comedy ones you don't get like like the things that rock stars get like you know whatever people. <laughs> I got this this girl slid into your DMs. This girl <laughs> slid into my DMs, and like I hope she's not watching this. There's no way she's but like because <laughs> well, she's we like hope she's watching. This I hope eventually. she's watching, but I mean she's like she's like this this white girl from I don't know where she's from, but like hey, we appreciate your uh, views. Too, Thanks so. for your yeah. support, but do watch, do watch. <laughs> We love it when you do, but I don't know. Maybe she was watching and she's like, she's, I don't know. But, uh, she, she messaged me and sent a photo of her in like a pizza suit, right? Like just straight up, like dressed up like a pizza. Do you like pizza? It's everyone likes pizza. So (laughs) yeah, but not more than the other person. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know, this is random. But like, I feel like comics, you get so much, so many weird messages. Like people are more okay with saying like weird stuff to you. Like because what's the like, weirdest other than pizza suits? Oh man, that was probably the weirdest one. But uh, what have I gotten? I haven't, no, nothing, nothing that's, nothing that I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Going back to this pizza suit. So yeah, it's, just yeah. a, it's just a co- regular I like costume. how formal that was. I feel like we're on a, wait, 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 we've uncovered pizza wait, suit like, here. Was it a transparent pizza suit or are we talking No, 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 no nip slip. Uh, no, just, there's just like a, like a pizza suit, like it's regular. just a pepperoni. Just a, <laughs> just one of the guys. No comments. Ha- hashtag sexy fuck. No comments. Sexy fuck. That's the real use of sexy fuck. Um, no, uh, it's just the, like I wish I probably still have the picture. Which I can't show that, but <laughs> Ronnie, look at, yeah. in the same format put as Spider Man. Yeah, put them next to each other. Just, Who wore it best? <laughs> <laughs> just your Spider Man suit and then this pizza. Thing. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Man, no, I've I've had then like so fun. The the most of like any like fangirl thing I've ever gotten. It's always people in Asia. I like some some Indonesian fans and stuff which is cool it's always sweet it's nothing like weird they're just like oh yeah you're doing this thing and yeah so do you get stuff in the mail like uh like some your address is out there (laughs) (laughs) you know i think it'd be that's the thing is like for me for anyone now it'd be so easy to just find out where you live you know like don't say that no sorry (laughs) i know you're having he knows we got (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah just like it's weird we put out so much info there and then like you can always check in my cousin, I don't think he, I didn't know this. My, my friend showed me on the phones that you can like, some people have their locations public mm-hmm. on their phones. Yeah, yeah. you got to turn it off. Yeah, so I know where he's at. Like I just hit him up. I was like, yo, how's Daily City, man? Like, Hell you know. Yeah, <laughs> just for fun. I just want to hit him up. But yeah, it's like too easy to, to find out where people are now. But no, I haven't got anything weird in the mail. Yet. No. 
Yeah, what is <laughs> after the show? You would no, <laughs> it's gonna blow up. <laughs> you, you you mentioned your Netflix special, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us more about this. Like, what's the aside from telling jokes? What's the sure. premise of your Netflix special? Oh man, well, so it's uh, the quarter hour specials. I don't know if you guys saw the announcement for that, but it's the first time anyone's doing like fifteen minute specials. Mm-hmm. They've had hour, half hour, mm-hmm. not fifteen minutes, and um, I don't. My, mine is just like a showcase of. Basically, the best stuff that I do in my hour cranked into 15. And, um, yeah. How did you get approached to to landing the Netflix special? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You never fully know. But I, I, my managers had submitted me for it. But um, I had done this thing called Just for Laughs. It's like a big industry festival. And I'm assuming maybe, like, they saw it out of there. Because they had rounds where mm. the first round they they. I, th- I think reached out to people like in their management to submit. And then the second round was then like open submissions for like comics and stuff. But, uh, I was in that first round where they reached out to my management. I submitted like a 20 minute clip and oh. then, um, and they liked it and just hit me up in, uh, let's see, like two months later. And it's at the same time as, um, comedy central does their submissions for like half hour mm-hmm. uh, specials. And, um, I, for whatever reason this year, I, I only submitted, to that one, I think because I submitted to Comedy Central the year before, and I was like, I don't have a new 30 I can show you guys, so just, I'll hit you up next year. And it worked out perfectly, because then Netflix reached out in December, and just said like, hey, congrats, you got the special. Oh, wow. I was in a mosquito net in um, in Palawan, in the Philippines, <laughs> like on vacation, you know, nice. so I was like, oh, snap, this is great. I woke up my girlfriend, I was like, we did it. She's like, well, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I did it. No, no. But uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was so great. Like, I mean, Netflix is the place to be now for comics and stuff, yeah. for specials. I mean, like, all the other places are still doing their own unique things, but the specials at Netflix are like, um, I think I have the most traffic right now. So, it was so cool. from getting uh, the point of being contacted mm-hmm. uh, to the actual filming, how how long was that process? Um, so I found out in December, so like submitting was like October, found out I got it in December and we filmed in February. Okay. So all of January I was doing multiple sets a night, working it out. And then I, we taped it in Atlanta, um, at this place called Terminal West. And I flew out the week before to just do sets in town. And I think I did like 20 sets before the taping, like in Atlanta. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, so was it just... Yeah, what was that experience like? Was there like a director just telling like, oh, we just want these jokes or you just did a set and... Yeah, no, you just, you kind of pick it and then you submit it. You show them what you're going to do and they approve like your material and stuff. But it's pretty, they give you a lot of freedom. Like I can kind of just talk about whatever as long as it's not like I'm like dissing on a brand or something, you know? Yeah, so. What's your best advice for up and coming comics of Mm -hmm. how to be seen and get noticed? Oh man, yeah. I would say the, I mean, a lot of people come to LA, you know, without management and they're like, I want to find a manager or something. You got to sort of find, you got to find the shows that industry comes to. I mean, we all kind of know that like sort of thing, but I would say like a lot of times people are, are sort of just getting on every show and that's great because you need to get better for standups. But you started to start to see that like, Oh, agents and managers watch comics who um, perform at West Side Showdown. It's like this show, this competition in Santa Monica coming up in a few months, and you can get seen there by like people who r- will really help you. Whereas, you know, like there's other shows that might be really good and really fun, 
but if your goal is to get seen, then you have to find the shows that they're at. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's, it's there's different shows that are specific to certain, um, I guess, niche or niche. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, the reason I said like West Side is it's this competition, and it's not like they they always there's a submission process, so they get like really good comics to do it. Mm-hmm. But like I remember I did it in 2016, and like Comedy Central was there, all like a bunch of agents and managers were there. And I thought right away, like, everyone should be doing this one. Like, if they want to, you know, be seen by those people. And knowing what you know now, um, what what's the one advice you would give, uh, you know, a person who wants to be a stand-up comedian um, when watching this? What kind, What's the one advice you'd give them? I think it was the advice you gave, man. It's uh, the resilience. That's really it. You just got to get up, be okay with bombing. And cause you will, I guarantee you like so much. And then, uh, like I just bombed like the other day (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and just have that resilience to like, if you really believe in it, just commit to it hundred percent. But I guess joke writing part of it, uh, it helps to sort of like write every day and then pick out comics that you like and figure out why you think they're funny. That's the thing that helps. And speaking of which, and I do appreciate that shout. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I could yeah. help, like, oh, yeah. help someone. <laughs> um, yeah. Hecklers. Uh huh. How do you handle them? How have you had a lot of them? Uh, I, you know, you don't get a lot, but like it does happen. It's funny that every show that you don't think you'll have a heckler at, or you don't want a heckler at, that's where they're at. Like my first <laughs> headlining weekend at my home, like one of my home clubs in Sac, mm-hmm. La- Laughs Unlimited. Shout outs. Uh, the first night, my parents came out too. They're like, this is a big deal for our oh, son, all these things. This girl and her husband were talking like the whole show. Um, but uh, I just, I did this thing because I do music. I sang a song. It was like a parody. I don't do parodies a lot, but it was, uh, what was it? Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. But instead of Let's Get It On, I was singing like, shut the fuck up. And uh, <laughs> then I got everyone to sing along and like, so it's like 300 people telling you to shut the fuck up. Like, you'll be quiet afterwards. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. And they figured out it was, you were talking about them. Oh, yeah, because I was talking right at them. I was okay. like, <laughs> I just think, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't for everybody. Yeah. Like, you guys are all great. You guys, no. <laughs> so, like, because I'm pretty nice on stage. Like, I'm just a nice guy or whatever. Like, I'm not, like, aggressive. So I'll, like, it kind of surprises them when I... I'll reach out. I was like, "Hey, oh, excuse, hey, excuse me. Um, like, can you please like shut the fuck up?" <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. But most of the time, like the hecklers, unless they're really jerks, like they don't realize how much it's affecting the show. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. Like, they have to earn everyone hating on them before you can just go into them like really hard. So, and they earned it. <laughs> you like you give them like three chances. Like one of just like. Hey, be quiet. Second of like, no, really. And third one is when you you bust out to shut the fuck up. <laughs> ah, nice. I yeah. Did not know there was that rule right there. That makes sense though. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's do a quick lightning round. Sure. So we'll ask you some questions and then just whatever Answer comes as to fast mind. As you can. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm going first. Like an Last time I jacked this up. <laughs> oh, that's all good. No, there's no all mistakes. Right. Yes, right. and right. What is your favorite Filipino restaurant? Oh, in LA, Max's. Ooh. That's Max's. You know, can't lie. What is your favorite Filipino food? Mm, Sinigang. Mm -hmm. Favorite Filipino comedian other than yourself? Oh, well, then nobody. (laughs) I'm not here to promote other Filipino. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So famous, Joe Coy. You know, Joe Coy is great. And then Rex was like 
like legendary. So like two levels. Uh, but I love. I'm gonna shout out a bunch of people. Joey Gila is amazing. Um, I don't like for me. It's like he should have a special out. Like he's just so good. Ron Jossel, Justin Rivera. Have you guys seen, met these, seen these guys? Um, I've seen a, some clips. I haven't gone to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so funny. Um, just like purely stand-ups. And then um, who else? Like younger dudes. There's this guy coming out from the Bay right now, Andrew Arolfo, who's like one of my favorite dudes, who's like my age. Yeah. Cool. cool. What is going back? What is your favorite type of sinigang? Oh, pork. Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure. The seafood one. Yeah, one, seafood one's good. <laughs> like, but I'll, I'll just eat it if same. it's at the party. You know, <laughs> like yeah. pork sinigang is the sinigang where you like it hits your soul. You're like, oh. Pork ribs or baby back ribs sinigang to me is the best. Yeah, yeah, so good. Oh. Well, cool. Like, uh, thank you for coming. And just before we, uh, you know, just let people know, like, how can they follow you? What is your social media? Sure. Uh, jrdguzman.com is my website. And then Instagram is at jrdguz. Those are like the two I use the most. And then, uh, yeah, check out the Netflix special coming out. I have no idea yet they when. haven't released it yet. <laughs> but it's sometime after July is all I know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'm yeah, really thanks for having me, forward. too. Yeah. I was really looking forward to yeah, doing thank this. Thank you so. for coming here, and thank you for taking the time to uh, join us. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. This Again, this is Walter Talents. Uh, you can follow me at Man of Tales. There's an underscore in between the words. <laughs> and I'm Arlene De La Pena at A-R-L-Y-N underscore D-E-L-A-P-E-N-A. At uh, we. But, but, it's, but it's private. If you're yeah, creepy. It's, it is. It's <laughs> if you really want to add, you're going to have to. If you're creepy, don't even try. And just say yeah. hello. All the creeps just come to me. I'll bring it my way. There you go. I welcome you guys, okay? I'll, I'll, yeah, you know what? I'll take it too. Later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll forward. I'll forward you guys to these. Uh, so thank you very much for coming here. Um, best of luck in everything you do. And I really wish the best for that, for your Netflix special and all the performance. And hopefully we get to see you in the uh, Filipino AF in yeah. the near future. Oh man, for sure. I'll see you guys out there soon. And, definitely. Uh, come by and feel free to hang out with Philam Creative when we come down, uh, come to our potluck and our meetings. Yeah. I heard there's one tonight, right? There's yeah. one tonight. So, um, yeah. And there's food. I'll be there. <laughs> Just there's, like there's any a lot Filipino of party. Yeah. Yeah. Pork Sinigang. Oh. Sometimes okay. is Tita Faye coming? Let's, let's Tita Faye. Can, can, can we call her yeah. before yeah. she brings the balut back? Let's do it. <laughs> if there is balut, you're gonna have to do the balut challenge. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we had fun. Jr. De Guzman, musician, comedian, dancer. Mm-hmm. Watch out. <laughs> and uh, not the dentist. All right. Um, I'm Walter Talents. And I'm Arlene Della Pena. And you guys are watching Phil Am Creative's Voices with J.R. Guzman. Hey. This episode brought to you by the wonderful, talented cast and crew. Host, Walter Talents. Host, Arlene De La Pena. Director, Rodney Cujudo. DP, Winston Fernando. Cam Op and Sound, Charles Gray. Cam Op and BTS, Miguel Paolo Arcelia. PA stage manager Arnold Basingat, production coordinator Sarnika Lim.